This just in. Aaron Rodgers bought a tube of toothpaste. At this point, it's my intention to play for the Jets. Anything that falls short of this Jets team not winning the division, oh boy, watch out. This is Rodgers Watch 2023 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. When it comes to me, they don't know Right on this Friday as we head towards the weekend, what's the latest with Aaron Rodgers? He's still a Packer, isn't he, Greg? Working out with Alan Lazard today. Working out with, a, really? with a New York Jet. Here is Rogers, member of the Packers, working out with somebody from a different team. How could wow. this be? How this... come he won't work out with our wide receivers, oh, the, but he'll work uh, out with receivers from the other team? Ultimate troll job from Aaron Rodgers is what this is. Alan Lazard posting <laughs> wow. it to his Instagram account. Uh, there is some thought that the trade is getting closer, but it will not be consummated until draft day. Okay, that's fine. But is that the day? Coming out of the owners' meetings last week where the Jets and Packers both were in attendance, where Rodgers' agent David Dunn was there to try to mediate, then maybe that could inch them a little bit closer. But as of now, no movement yet should heat up closer to the draft. At least that would create some urgency for both sides. All right, that's ESPN's Jeremy Fowler saying that, look, we're getting close here, but it's still a couple of weeks away. The draft begins April 27th. But Aaron is working out. This really pisses me off. (laughs) So he can't bother to come into training camp when we have rookie receivers and work with those guys when we're paying him $50 million a year. He won't do that. Can't show up to OTAs, can't show up to training camp, can't work out with the guys wearing the same uniform as him. And now he announces to the world he wants to be traded to the Jets, and he's working out with a wide receiver on the Jets. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's exactly it. Very well put and succinct. Guys, this is irritating. <laughs> this guy needs to just go. So a couple now. more weeks, I think a deal gets done. I, I could be a draft night deal, which would be a monumental sort of thing to try and pull off. But I did the timing of that, I think, would be interesting. Does it happen in the first round before the Jets' first yeah. pick? Does it happen before their second-round pick? Right? I think those will be some of the draft day drama that you'll see unfold on April 27th. I'm just glad he didn't announce anything this past week with Brewers' home opener, Election Day was a lot, True. National News was a lot. I'd like, it's beer day today. I'm glad, yeah, I really yeah. ruin that. <laughs> not ruining that. Can I open this yet? Yeah, open that. What you got over there? It is... Oh, that oh, sounds amazing. And I'm going to tell you right now, what Greg Matzik just opened is my all-time, certainly favorite Milwaukee microbrew, but it might be my all-time favorite beer. All right, I'm going to have one of those, you too. One too. Go. Yeah. I got like a little of the foam on the uh, mic oh, cover right here. Sorry, I'm going to clean that off. Yeah, okay. Good to go. Brewmaster Jimmy from City Lights with us on National Beer Day. That's up next right after Debbie helps get you home on WTMJ. I like beer. So today is National Beer Day. It was on this date, way back a long time ago, that uh, Franklin Roosevelt, in 1933, ended Prohibition. On April 7th, 1933, he ended Prohibition. So 90 years later, we celebrate this day as National Beer Day, and we're excited to be joined in the studio by Jimmy Gosman, the brewmaster at City Lights. Jimmy, happy National Beer Day. Thank you. Happy National Beer Day as well. Do you get the day off as a brewmaster? Uh, no, this is one of our busiest days. So. <laughs> well, good. Congratulations. I'm yes. glad that the beer industry is thriving in this fine city of Milwaukee. It's strong. Always strong in Milwaukee. So before we talk about some of the specific beers that you've brought in for us to sample, I want you to take us inside of that. The industry, you just alluded to this in Milwaukee. We have so many great local brewers. How has the industry grown and changed in the past few years in our city? Significantly. Um, when we opened, uh, we started contract brewing actually in about 2014, and there was o- only three or four in town. Uh, and then we built our facility down in Menominee Valley, and there was a handful more then. And now 
I think we're over 30. Wow. Um, so it's, uh, it's boomed. Yep. So we went from a lot of, you know, bigger kind of production breweries to kind of more um, taproom type uh, breweries around town. What I think is great is that it, it does seem to be a bit of a family, right? Yep. In that, okay, one brewery decides that it needs to scale up a little bit, so they move into a bigger space. Maybe they have equipment that they want to invest in. Well, that old equipment goes to a, another sort of startup brewery that just needs to operate a tap room, like you mentioned. So it does seem to be a lot of sharing and caring and trying to protect each other's interests. There is, and there's, you know, on any given day of the week, we're texting each other, hey, we're short on this malt, or do you have any yeast? Uh, can we go come grab some hops? So, uh, <laughs> it's like we're borrowing that's, sugar know, from a neighbor. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, 15 gallons of yeast or 50 pounds of malt here and there. So uh, it's a good group, of, uh, good group of local businesses. Do you have a relationship with the big boys? Do you have a relationship with Molson Coors? Do you follow what they're doing? You know, you're not going to borrow yeast from them probably, but the, no. <laughs> the big guys, which are still 81% of beer sold in the United States, yes. how close do you follow what they're doing? And oh, we're always paying attention. Um, and they, you know, they make a lot of beer and they make it very consistently and they make it very well and they ship it across the country. So what they do is amazing. Um, we don't, you know, we don't have a whole lot of tight relationships with them, but admire what they do for sure. And without Without them, we wouldn't have the brewing business we have here in Milwaukee. Talking with Jimmy Gosman of City Lights Brewing. And not only are you the brew master who comes up with some delicious recipes that we will talk about that have won me over for sure, but uh, you have a partner, Robin. And yes. how did you, is this a family fair? How did you meet and decide to start a microbrewery? Uh, despite what some people think, Robin is my father, not my brother. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, we we came up with the idea in 2012, 2013. Um, I'd worked with him in the past on some other stuff, and um, we saw the need for another craft brewery in Milwaukee at the time and decided to, you know, the timing was right, so we decided to run with it. Uh, I'd been home brewing in college and made some good beers, and um, he liked them, and a lot of other people liked them, so we decided to run with that idea. And you've got a historic building right there in the Menominee Valley. As you drive I-94, you can see it right mm -hmm. there. Yep. So the building was originally built to power all of the city streetlights in Milwaukee, hence the name City Lights Brewing Company. Oh, that's cool. So, all right, I've opened up a coconut porter. Yeah, I did too. And uh, I almost finished I, I'm it. a porter guy. I just came back from Ireland. Oh, and I uh, okay. had a lot of stouts and porters We're up over there. Some tough ones over there. This is as good as anything. It, it's fantastic. I taste like a little bit of vanilla in here. Yep. Um. This coconut porter Sandy Max has been telling me all day is the best thing going, and she's absolutely right. Tell Nectar me about the, the coconut gods. porter. <laughs> what makes this beer so special? Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. We When we first launched, we had four core beers, and that was early spring, and then we had a lot of requests for a, a dark porter. So we didn't want to come out with a super heavy porter that we'd be releasing in the middle of summer, so kind of wanted to put a fun twist on it, lighten it up a bit, give it a little more character. Um, you know, chocolate plays real well with coconut, chocolate plays real well with vanilla. So, uh, looked at those flavor profiles and, um, we thought it was going to be a one-off, a two-off. Um, so I was toasting all of the coconut, uh, in my kitchen at home. Wow. Originally. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, it, it's one of the more difficult beers that we make just because of all the, you know, the coconut and whatever else that goes into it. Um, but then it, it kind of took off, and well, it really took off, and it was our, our number one selling skew for quite a while. It may be the best thing I've ever smelled. It it's incredible. <laughs> the aroma is great. It's, it's very finish, smooth. Too. Really good yeah, finish. There's a lot going on in it, but it, it's still light enough where it's not gonna not gonna bog you down like a lot of heavy porters. I'd like to know if there's something you tried that you just didn't work. 
Right? You're just like, man, this is going to be great. And then you just give it a shot. Like, whoa, was that bad? Just awful. Wow. Early on, for sure. Early on, for sure. Uh, you know, you got to kind of got to know where the cliff is and go over it once uh, until you know exactly what <laughs> sure. you're doing. So there's there's plenty of experimenting, uh, plenty of things that went wrong early on. Uh, but now we know the equipment, we know the process, uh, we know the ingredients. So we have a pretty good idea of what we want as the end product and how to get there throughout the process and the ingredients. Yeah, that, that salmon colch was a, just a terrible, yeah. <laughs> Sounds it's okay, just leave fish out of yeah, beer, sorry. right? You don't <laughs> see fish in beer these days. <laughs> but fish fries are very Milwaukee. I can exactly. see why you try it, you know. Unless it's oysters and a stout, which are okay. Mm. Oh, and Thank Jimmy, you, you know your right. audience because uh, John McCure and Greg Matzik here have been just drooling over the Masters, as many golf fans. And I see I. that you brought the Par 3 Pale Ale. Yeah, so golf is one of my other passions, so I tried to bring the two together so I could ah. go to golf courses and sell beer and play. <laughs> there you go. Is an ale or a lager tougher to make? Um, lagers, I would say, are tougher to make. The yeast is a little more finicky. Um, it takes longer to, fer to ferment. Um, lagers typically don't have as many hops in them, so um, there's less things to hide mistakes with a lager. So, oh, interesting. Um, you know, hoppy beers, you, you can hide a lot of flaws. Uh, lagers, there's not a whole lot of room for, for error and what comes through in the final product. What are some ingredients you have been experimenting with? Uh, we've done a lot with tea. Um, oh. Tea and uh, beer as well as uh, in our hard seltzers. Um, so that, that gives a nice flavor profile, also adds a nice little color aspect to it. Um, so tea's a fun one to play with. Um, there's a lot of other cool things coming out, a lot of new stuff with new yeast. Um, terpenes, we've used terpenes in beer. So, What's terpenes, a terpene? What is that? That's a very good question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they exist throughout nature. So uh, pine trees, you know, that that's a terpene, that smell. Oh, Lavender, okay. linalool, that's a terpene. Yeah. Um, when you bite into an orange and you get that citrus, yeah. uh, that's a terpene. Um, that's what gives um, a lot of the hops its flavor profile as well. Um, so there's companies that have been extracting these terpenes, um, very flavor profile, sensory, you know, nose specific, um, that you're able to put that into a beer to kind of, uh, sometimes take the place of hops, which we did in a beer last year called Mad Flow, um, which had zero um, actual vegetal hop matter in it. Mm. Um, one of the first beers commercially that was available to do that. Um, so we're always looking for what's new and what's next and playing with fun new ingredients. And I have to imagine the past few years have been challenging for City Lights and other microbreweries in town. Did that force some creativity in different products? Products, processes, promotions, everything. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. the peas. <laughs> you're yeah, on a desert was, island. You can take one beer. Yep. Yeah. Things what, have changed a lot. What's the, the beer you're taking? Oh, oof. Uh, it's probably our. It's either our pilsner or our Mexican lager. Ooh, a Mexican uh, lager. That yep. sounds nice. Uh, I'm, I'm a nice, light, crisp lager guy. So anytime I can have a few of those, that's a good day. Yeah. You can have that with a dinner. You can have that if you mow the lawn. It's very versatile. Easy. Good on the golf course. Exactly. Yeah. Or on the patio. Yeah. Versatility. <laughs> that's nice. I like that. I like that a lot, too. Uh, you mentioned Celsius. I think that's fascinating because I'm sure when you started things up with your dad, that was not a category you even thought about, and now it feels like you kind of have to have it. Yeah, I don't even think it existed then, to tell you the truth. Um, but, yeah, as, as you know, things evolve, there's always new stuff coming out, so we're always keeping an eye out for that. But, our you know, our seltzers... I think are great. Um, we do really well with them. The tap room um, distribution is decent with them. And, and you've also brought a non-alcoholic drink in a can with you. Yes, yeah, we water? have recently launched our <laughs> truly uh, a purified yeah. drinking oh, water. I was unexpected. <laughs> our still canned water. So um, we're always looking for ways to be more environmentally friendly as well. Um, and you know, 
one of the reasons our beer is so great and the beer across Milwaukee is so great is our, our water source, uh, which is truly delicious. So um, we decided that uh, we would put that into a can. Um, so it's available out in stores now. Um, and uh, one of our uh, biggest partners on this, Paps Theater Group, um, that's kind of who we launched with on this one. They're big proponents of this. Um, we're going to have a nice launch party with them in a couple of weeks. I will look um, for that. But it's a great product. Uh, it saves a lot of plastic from going into landfills. Um, we partner with Menominee Valley Partners on this. Our distributor, Beer Capital, is um, helping out with uh, donations to Men- Menominee Valley Partners. So every can that's sold, uh, there's a portion donated to Menominee Valley Partners. Um Cans come from Milwaukee, water comes from Milwaukee, all the labor is from Milwaukee, so mm. it's truly a Milwaukee product um, that's given back to Milwaukee, so this is something we're really excited about. I love it. Jimmy Gosman is the brewmaster at City Lights with us on National Beer Day. Jimmy, it's so good to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Let's rap for a second. The freshmen roll out the barrels. Trump booked and printed in the Big Apple. A new face on Wisconsin's high court and more. It's the Week in Review, brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Happy opening day, everybody. Great to be out here. It's always one of these days where baseball fans, Milwaukeeans, and Wisconsinites just celebrate the start of something that suggests, hey, it's going to warm up, it's going to be fun, it's going to be exciting. Hell yeah! You're Mitchell, center fielder. I'm feeling good. Um, you know it's early, not taking it too seriously. Are you sure about that? It's color time. Garrett Mitchell, Woodman's Food Market, Pops Tire, and Garrett Mitchell. That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! The spring election finally here. When it comes to the court person, you know, part of Saywitz and the abortion issue is huge. When we got our state opened up, it was the type of people that were in there at that time that got us opened up and it was a good thing. So I wanted to keep those type of people in office. Hours ago, her title was solely Milwaukee County Circuit Court Judge. Now, Janet Protozawitz is a swearing-in ceremony away from being a Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice. It is the absolute honor of a lifetime to be elected as your next justice on the Wisconsin <laughs> Daniel Kelly thanked his supporters for inspiration, but Kelly's speech changed tune with harsh words for his opponent. I wish that in a circumstance like this, I would be able to concede to a worthy opponent, but I do not have a worthy opponent to which I can concede. Has some grace. She smoked you big time. You lost by double digits for the second time. You really ought to know how to lose by now. Former President Donald Trump pleading not guilty to 34 felony charges today in New York. First time a former U.S. president has surrendered at a courthouse, been arrested, booked, fingerprinted, and has also, less than an hour ago, pleaded not guilty to 34 counts of falsifying business records. I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. We are joined by Brewers manager Craig Council. Look really forward to talking to you through the season, Coach. 
Alright, take care, guys. What did he say? Coach. It was really awkward calling him coach. Yeah, I, I thought you'd always I, go skip. As soon as we went into break, Vince was like, God, I can't believe I called well, him coach. Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson continuing his campaign for upping shared revenue for Wisconsin cities in the new budget, speaking at a listening session held in Waukesha by the legislature's Joint Finance Committee. You can enable all communities around the entire state of Wisconsin to invest in their core services. Following the storm, Kurt Sprangers, an engineer for the city of Milwaukee, says more than two 200 complaints about street flooding were made to the Department of Public Works. The city of Milwaukee is opposing a plan by a local developer to convert the former mall into an industrial warehousing storage space. A race for village president in a small community in Door County decided this morning by a game of chance. There was the duels and fighting and a boxing match. <laughs> I'm not much for violence, so I said hard pass on that. Oh, hell no. Ultimately, it was a roll of the dice. 6-2 in favor of Bell. Terrell, don't make us run. The footage shows the foot chase and confrontation between Officer Jerving and his partner and robbery suspect Terrell Thompson. <laughs> Are you disqualified if if you throw up? Absolutely. You are. Uh, <laughs> and, and you get made fun of. Wow! I'm calling that. Wow. Wow. Well done. A minute and 30 seconds in the books for Adam. Thanks, Nova. What a week, huh? What a week, eh? What a week. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. The Weekend Review brought to you by Outdoor Living Unlimited. On Fridays, we like to tell you about stories that maybe you haven't heard or haven't heard a lot about. We like to call it, in case you missed it, Virginia, Hopewell, Virginia. A man successfully pressured local officials to fill a large pothole after more than a year. This is what he did. Josh Anderson of Hopewell, Virginia, said he and his neighbors were getting frustrated with the city's failure to address a gaping pothole right in front of his house. This thing was a foot deep. He said it was so deep that if you hit it at good speed, it would mess up your car. So he called the city. They did nothing. He wrote the city. They did nothing. So what did he do? He planted a small tree in that pothole. <laughs> well, they came out and they removed the tree. Oh. So you know what he did? He came home from work that day and he planted a bigger tree in the pothole. He dug one out of his yard and planted it in the pothole in the middle of the road and put some lights on it. The next day he came home from work. The tree was gone again, but the pothole had been filled. There we go. Message received. In case you missed it. The Easter Bunny may be trying to kill you slowly. And here's how. <laughs> Would you stop already? Yes. Greg believed all along. I exactly. know. This is your public service announcement. Uh, if you enjoy peeps and you enjoy putting peeps in Easter baskets, Consumer Reports warns. Stay away from the pink peeps, the lavender peeps, even hot tamales candy. What? They actually include that red dye number nine that the FDA, or actually it's red dye number three, uh, that it's a known carcinogen that can cause cancer, uh, but it is only in those colored peeps. And supposedly to the peeps people, it's at an FDA regulated amount. But if you can avoid it and stick with the yellow peeps, just avoid peeps. Uh, avoid peeps altogether. <laughs> There are some people who are in the I don't want no marshmallow peeps camp, but if you are indulging, just avoid the pink and the lavender. Stick with the yellow. You've been warned. Mm-hmm. In case you missed it. What do you got? I, I don't like it. 
All right, well, give it to us. Oh, do, do I have to? Is it bad news? Well, I, throughout the week, I'll send myself links. Yeah. And I didn't send myself as many links <laughs> as I would like to have this, this week with opening day and everything. You're disappointed with your selection? Well, I imagine what? going in for inguinal hernia surgery and accidentally ending up with a vasectomy. Oh, whoa! Oh, oh my. Yeah! Oh, my. Yeah, I don't like that either. I think. All right, now here's the bad part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It Not happened, the obvious thing. It happened to a four-year-old. What? what? A terrible story. Oh, no. It's Children's Hospital in Texas. This is awful. Kids got some pain in an area that he's not experienced pain before, and they decide that it's right inguinal hernia needs it repaired. Yep. And it was botched. And there was a partial vasectomy that happened. So now the hospital is being sued by the parents yeah, who don't really know how to explain this to their child oh, no. who's four years old. I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm feeling much better about awful. my peeps PSA now. I thought I was going to be the one that brought us all down. I, just, I apologize to all of our loyal <laughs> listeners and fans. I am ashamed. Good try, Greg. I- in case you fuck. missed, there you go, Deb. <laughs> what do you got? Hey, Lift us up from potholes right. to peeps to okay. To well, have way. you guys? Have, you guys <laughs> ever heard of Sar? Have you ever heard of Sargassum? It's a type of seaweed. No, no I've heard and of there is Sargento cheese. Is no, 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 Sargassum. Oh, I it is. You said it, it actually there is a known belt of Sargassum seaweed in the Atlantic, and this year it has grown to massive proportions. Uh. A five thousand mile seaweed belt is about to hit Florida. Actually, it already has been hitting it. I know this because I went walking through it. And it, the smell coming off of that was oh, unbelievable. God. So it's washing up ashore, and it's drying out this brown algae that's carpeting everything. Um, and it's just making for a big, big problem. So Florida, South Florida, and all the way up to, oh, my goodness, all the way up to Jacksonville, you're seeing seeing issues with this sargassum floating up. So this is all because of that extra warming that's happening. And it's the sargassum no. bloom. We're pathetic. What Stay is the on matter the with us? Totally. What is this? I mean? just thought it was cool because I actually <laughs> saw it first. <laughs> you had deadly peeps. All right, I got one In more for you. you. Oh, good. So, oh, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so this morning, I'm making my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. For yeah. lunch, which is my favorite sandwich in the whole world, I'm gonna bring my peanut butter and jelly sandwich Who's to work. Town again, huh? Yeah, nailed it. <laughs> so. I'm making my peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I open up the bread. I put the peanut butter on, put the jelly on, I slap it together. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm having peanut butter and jelly. I go to look for the little twisty thing to put the bread back together, you know, to put the bag, seal yeah. it up. I can't find it. I'm looking everywhere. I pat the counter because we have a marble thing, and it's hard to see it sometimes. I look on the floor. I cannot find the twisty thing. I managed to tie the bread bag. I put it in the fridge. And I'm thinking, where the hell did that thing go? I get here to work. And I take out my my little bag of chips and my apple and my two pieces of chocolate and my sandwich and I set them there and I'm scrolling through my phone and I open up my peanut butter and jelly sandwich and I take that first big bite and it got stuck between my teeth. Oh, God. <laughs> it was there. I found it. I put a picture of this on my Twitter account. So... Uh, not the thing in my mouth, but the thing stuck in my sandwich. So better my than Twitter hair, feed. I guess. Better than hair, right? I guess, except it hurt more than hair. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so the little twisty thing was it buried in the middle of my sandwich. I still don't know exactly how it fell in there. Took a big bite out of it. Almost ripped out my between my front tooth and my next tooth. <laughs> I'm sitting in this little cafeteria air we have here. I bite into my sandwich, and there were other people in there who heard me go, Ugh! I think they wondered what the hell was going on. A couple of people came over to make sure I was okay, and then I had to try to explain. See this twisty thing that usually uses the bag to close the bread, and it's cut in my sandwich, and 
If you want to see a decimated peanut butter and jelly sandwich with a twisty thing. By the way, does that have a proper term? What are those things called? The bread bag twisty thing? Yeah, and I wasn't sure if you meant the, the twisty with the wire in it or the tab. The, it was the one with the wire. Yeah. But um, I'm glad you were inventive enough to know to tie the plastic in a knot and just <laughs> take care of why it. Why do I want Michelle to yell at me if I just stuck the bread back in the fridge without it sealed up somehow? Don't you know it? You just fold and tuck. Mm-hmm. I thought about fold, that. Twist, spin, fold, tuck. Spin, fold, and tuck. Yes, you're good to go. Yeah. Well, it would have been better if I didn't drop the twisty thing right in my sandwich. Glad you didn't have a dental. That's a surprise sandwich you made for yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I sure did. Surprise and delight at lunchtime. It was something.